I will now turn the call over to Bellator President Scott Coker. Mr. Coker, you may begin your call. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I'd like to uh, thank the media for attending today's call. Uh, we've got a very exciting event, Bellator 179, Daly versus McDonald. Uh, this is something that's happening next week, Friday, May 19th, at the SSE Arena, Wembley in London. Uh, that's really a headline between two of the best 170-pounders in the world, and uh, we'll be uh, competing for the uh, number one contender spot in Bellator in the welterweight division. Uh, if you look at our division uh, in the 170-pound in the 100, weight class, uh, it's you know I think it uh, clearly is uh, one of our strongest divisions, and I think it's probably the strongest division uh, in the welterweights of any leagues uh, currently out there. Uh, you look at the fight between Douglas Lima and Lorenz Larkin uh, in New York. We have other prospects: Michael Van Page, Derek Anderson. We have Paul. We have Rory. Uh, but this fight clearly will be for the number one contender spot, uh, and uh, you know we'll fight the winner of Douglas Lima versus. Lorenz Larkin in uh, New York on June 24th. Uh, in addition to the headline fight, we also have other great fights on the main card that feature uh, former champion Liam McGarry fighting Linton Vassell at light heavyweight division. We have Czech Congo versus Augusto Sakai at heavyweight and the return of Baby Slice against TJ Griffin uh, fighting on the card as well. Uh, and this event will be aired on Spike TV here in the U.S. at 9 p.m. Uh, Eastern and Pacific. Uh, it'll also air on Spike UK at 9 p.m. Uh, on Friday the 19th, as well as uh, Channel 5 starting at 10 p.m. in uh, in prime time. Uh, will air from 10 to midnight. Um, on, on one other quick note, on the same uh, weekend uh, at the Charlotte Sport, uh, the Charlotte Motor Speedway, along with a partner with Monster Energy Drink. Uh, we'll, be, we'll be bringing a fight series to the Charlotte Motor Speedway prior to the Monster Energy NASCAR All-Star Race. Uh, we'll have four eliminator fights uh, for the in the Bellator. Uh, you know, uh, that we're trying to try to raise some talent here to uh, find who uh, who's the next uh, potential fighter from that region that can get a contract into Bellator. Uh, Tito Ortiz will be signing with Dan Henderson on Friday from three to four o'clock. Uh, it's something that we work very hard with Monster. And I'd like to thank Hans and uh, uh, from from Monster Energy for making this all happen. And we're very excited about introducing Bellator to a whole new fan base, which is a NASCAR fan base. So with that, I'll turn it back over to Danny. Great. Operator, we can take our first question at this time. All right. Your first question comes from the line of Gareth Davies from the London Telegraph. Your line is live. Thank you. Uh, good afternoon, gentlemen, and good evening from London. Can I, can I start by asking Scott Coker first of all? Scott, um, is this a big moment for for Bellator, given that you are on UK network television live for the first time, obviously coming to a potential audience of what is basically 70 million people? Yeah, you know, Gareth, uh, we were actually uh, had our event last year, the uh, the three fights uh, on Channel Five as well. So this you is your second well. time. I apologize, you did. Yeah. Yeah, no worries. But uh, you know, anytime you can be on terrestrial television uh, in the UK, it's an exciting time, and and I think that's really the beauty and the power of Viacom. You know, you know, being the ownership group of Bellator is that uh, you know they own Channel Five, they own Spike channels across the world, and it's just it just demonstrates you know one more level of commitment uh, that, uh, you know, that they have behind this brand. And um, do you have a target? Um, do you want to 
break the million mark, um, you know, and break the records here for for, for viewership. And do you think it will, given the given the card you've put together? Yeah, I mean, listen, I think that uh, you know this is the first time we've gone on a Friday night there. Uh, last year, I believe we were on a Saturday night, and so you know there'll be, there'll be you know plenty of great programming we're going to compete against. But um, you know, uh, last year I think our peak number we were close to 600, and if we get something you know close to that or can beat that, we'll be very happy. Thank you. Um, could I ask um, Paul? Um, you know, are you? Um, have you responded at all mentally to the fact that Rory McDonald's said in the last few weeks that he is going to win by KO in this fight? Uh, he has to be confident. He has to go out there and, and say things like that. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm a very tough and durable guy, and I've been in there with some of the biggest hitters in the division. I've been in trouble. Um, I've got back up and, and I've fought the rounds out, you know. I've been in with a number of big hitters, guys that are not guys out at middleweight, um, guys that are sort of light heavyweight and not guys out. And, you know, I've come out with Victor um, normally via knockout. So, you know, Rory has to go in there saying these big things. Um, he's been out for a while, you know, he wants to come back, he wants to entertain, but, you know, he, he knows realistically he is not going to win by knockout. And, Paul, I don't know if it's me, but I, I couldn't hear you particularly clearly then. I don't know if it's just on my line. And I'm just saying, uh, as I was saying, like he has to be has to say things like that because he's been out for a while. But it, it, the fight will go the way um, it normally goes when people feel my power when I touch him with the, with the punches. He, he'll be doing his best to get the fight to the ground. So um, I just have to be prepared for that and uh, you know take my opportunities when they arise. And um, are you? Do you feel much? You know, we know how powerful you are as, as a striker. We know that you're a brilliant finisher. But do you feel a much smarter fighter than than say those kind of wars you had back in 2011 with with Nick Diaz or, or with Tyron Woodley? Are, are you a changed fighter over the last four, five years, six years? Yeah, most definitely. You know, I'm a much more comfortable fighter. Um, I'm, I'm much more happy with the way that I prepare for fights. I enjoy the whole process. Um, and, you know, I, I've come to realize that, that I have uh, a big advantage of the, over the majority of guys that I fight and that I've had so many fights in kickboxing and MMA. And, and you know, I, I've taken that on board now. I've, I've, I've acknowledged that and it's brought me to a certain comfort level where I feel like I fought every type of fight that you can give me in MMA or kickboxing. So I really just have to go in there and fight. I don't have to think about anything. I just have to go in there and fight. I've been in the most situations. You know, I've been with, with my back against the wall. I've been knocked down. I've got up. I've been in submissions. I've had to defend. I've done everything. So all I have to do in there is go and fight and, and take the guy out, finish, finish the guy. And, and can I just finally ask you, Paul, um, you know, it, it's a huge time for fight sports in the UK at the moment. You know, we've just had a massive heavyweight event uh, at Wembley just next door with, with Anthony Joshua and Vladimir Klitschko in boxing. And, you know, there's talk of Tyson Fury coming back at the moment. There's a, there's a huge interest in 
fight sports in the UK more than ever before, certainly in the last 25 years that I've been involved in, in fight sports covering it. And, and is it a thrill to be headlining uh, at this time um, at home uh, when, when, when fight sports are thriving? Yeah, definitely. And, you know, and that's such a prestigious venue in Wembley Arena. Um, I've had some of the best moments of my career at Wembley Arena. I'm being a young 23-year-old fighting in front of 10,000 people at the old Cadre promotion, you know. I was British and world champion there, and it feels like the, the timing is right for me to come back to sort of, of you know, come full circle and, and back to being on a big show in front of um, the home crowd in more familiar territory. You know, O2 was great, but I'd never fought the O2 before. And to be honest, I'd, I'd, I felt really uncomfortable. I felt more comfortable fighting in America Whereas Wembley, the whole area, I mean, I have family across the road. My auntie has a Jamaican restaurant across this road. My cousin lives around the corner. My coach is just up the road. I, you know, I know the area. I know the arena. And, and I'm just looking forward to, you know, um, taking it back, back to my youth and, and entertaining and knocking Rory out. Um, can I just finally ask a question? Thank you, Paul. Can I finally ask a question? For Rory, um, you know, as, as you said and quoted recently, you believe you'll win by knockout, Rory. Um, uh, wh wh why do you win this fight by knockout? Um, you know, I've, I've said in the past um, that I could win this fight by any means necessary, any finish. I feel like I have the ability to knock out Paul, um, but I definitely feel that if the fight goes to the ground, I have the ability to submit him as well um, because I'm well-rounded. Um, I've, I've made it clear that, uh, you know, I, I could, I could fight the best of the best in the kickboxing realm and, uh, and the best on the ground as well. So that's something that he has to look out for is my well-rounded game, you know? And finally for me, Rory, um, thank you. Um, do you feel, reinvigorated, if you like, um, being in a new organization. Have you felt the difference? Does that mean something to you, to, to, to have a change of scene, if you like, and, and become perhaps more reinvigorated? Absolutely. It feels like chapter three of my career at this point. You know, um, a big, a big uh, organization move. Um, and just coming off the two losses that I've, I've had, you know, and uh, the changes I've made in my training, uh, I just, I've, I've noticed a, a big difference in my mindset, um, my physical abilities, my, my martial art abilities. So I'm, I'm very excited to make my de debut in Bellator and show the changes that I've made over these, over this uh, layoff. And uh, I think it'll excite people for the future fights. Thank you very much, gentlemen. Our next question comes from the line of Steve Jones from MMA Mania. Thank you, operator. Uh, my first question is for Rory, and I'd like to know if he feels that there's been an evolution in his style as a fighter, given it's been almost a year since we saw him go five rounds with Wonder Boy. Absolutely. I'm making a, I made a, a lot of changes from the way I was training for that fight. Um, I had said before, I, 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 made, I made the mistake of overthinking my opponent and adapting my style every single fight and 
trying to learn new martial arts and new techniques and really getting away from my strengths. And, you know, this past 11 months off has really been about getting back to my strengths and getting back to the basics and, and sharpening my own, my own skills and my strengths. And uh, I'm feeling at my best because of uh, the work I've put in. Well, speaking of getting back to your strengths, many people believe that you were a UFC champion in the making during your time there. Do you feel that that strength has carried over to Bellator, and are you putting pressure on yourself to be a champion in Bellator? Honestly, I, I'm I'm not too worried about being champ. I'm just there to take out whoever's in front of me. Um, obviously, it would be it'd be nice to fight for the title, and but. Uh, I'm not really putting a lot of pressure on that. I just want to go out there and wreck people the way I know I can. All right. And for Paul, we've talked before about how much you enjoy fighting back home in England, and you're getting that opportunity here again in the main event. But how much more does it mean to you not just to be fighting at home, but to earn potentially another shot and get a a chance after you didn't get it done the last time in London? Yeah, it's a massive opportunity, but above the opportunities that, that's ahead of me, it's, uh, you know, I'm fighting the name of Vera McDonald, someone who I rank in the top five in the world, you know. He's a big name. He's seen the game. Um, and I truly believe that he's in for a big shock. I think that everything is seen in footage um, that is heard or a scene following my long career is nothing like the actual experience when you're in the cage with me. And I, I truly believe that he's in for a big shock. Well, I think Brennan Ward found that out firsthand back in January. But as for delivering a big shock, if you get that title shot, which Scott has already said is on the line here, do you want that rematch with Lima, or would you like to face Larkin potentially instead? Uh, I'm saying that Rory is, is top five. I, I hold Lima above Rory. I don't think there's a bigger, more athletic, scarier welterweight out there at the moment. And me and my team, we believe that we can defeat Douglas Lima over five rounds. So not looking past Rory, but yeah, we want the shot at Lima. I feel if I'm more composed, I don't rush out in the first 30 seconds like I did last time. I think over five rounds we'll beat Lima. All right. Thank you very much, gentlemen. Your next question comes from the line of Ty O'Keefe from Fight Network. Your line is live. Hey, guys. I just want to say, first of all, I appreciate your time. Uh, My first question is for uh, Rory McDonald. You know, you came over from the UFC, and uh, you were there for quite a while. And obviously, you haven't fought yet in Bellator. But could you mention or, you know, talk about some of the differences you've seen thus far between the two promotions as far as your experiences go? I've, basically, I've just been more in touch with the, the promoters, you know, getting my outlooks on things, uh, how I want things to go when it comes to the promotion of myself, you know, just more involved rather than just being another um, another guy in the line, you know, another number or you know, another sheep. So I, uh, I just feel more respected, uh, more attention, uh, to detail when it comes to, you know, the promotion of myself, uh, because, you know, I think Bellator gets it that they want to build the character around each and every guy on the roster. 
they want to build up their names and let people see the real side of them and they could build that up. But uh, UFC kind of uh, has lost that and uh, everybody's wearing the same thing and everybody is trying to be Conor McGregor. So it's, it's lost its feel over there a little bit. Okay, and uh, just another quick question for Rory. You know, your last fight with uh, Wonder Boy, you had a lay, you know, kind of a long layoff leading up to that fight as well. Um, did you think that factored into the loss that you had against Wonder Boy? And if so, are you somewhat concerned about that again, having, you know, two long layoffs in a row like that? No, the, no, the layoff wasn't a big issue for me. I mean, when I got in there, I mean, a fight to fight for me. I could fight any place, any time, anywhere, you know, so against anybody, so... Now, the problem with that fight was uh, my training, you know. I, I really had screwed up and tried to be a karate kickboxer and tried to beat my opponent at his own game. And uh, I'd made that mistake too many times, trying to change my style every single fight. And uh, I really uh, I made the necessary changes this year, and I don't think we're going to see that same issue. All right, thanks a lot. And just a quick question for uh, Paul Daly. Um, now, you mentioned that, uh, you know, you rank Lima ahead of McDonald, although they're both top five in the world. Having said that, would beating Rory McDonald rank as the biggest winner of your career? Yeah, yeah, you know, um, most definitely. You know, Rory is a recognized name. He's been in there with other recognized names that are, are ranked highly. Um, you know, and he's, he's a very tough, well-rounded guy. Um, so, yes. Um, beating Roy McDonald would definitely be the, the biggest win of my career. All right. Well, thanks a lot, both you guys, and good luck. Your next question comes from the line of Stephen Morocco from MMA Junkie. Your line is live. Hey, a couple of questions for Rory. Um, you mentioned previously that uh, surgery wasn't an option for your nose and there was some concern as to how it would hold up in camp. Um, have you had to make any adjustments uh, to make sure you don't get injured again? Uh, basically, I just gave it a lot of time. To like, I took time off sparring and contact martial arts, and just gave it the the months it needed to just fuse back together. I didn't do that after I lost to Robbie Lawler. I was back in the gym sparring hard and rebreaking it and training. So that's why. I, we seen it break again in the Stephen Thompson fight. It just it wasn't healed, you know. I was, I just didn't really, uh, I didn't, I wasn't a professional about it because I, I was hungry. I wanted to get back in there and keep training hard and keep fighting hard. But I took the time I needed to, and uh, it's back 100. percent uh, It's been tested uh, in the gym. Absolutely, I'm not. It's not a worry for me. There's been a report off your Twitter account that you've moved on permanently from TriStar. Is, is that accurate? No, uh, it shouldn't be from my Twitter account. I don't know, uh, but uh, basically what uh, you might be reading is that I did part of my training camp in Kelowna, BC, where um, I originated from. And I did a lot of my training with my coach, David Lee, there. But it's a place that I've always went back and forth with between Montreal. I just I spent a little more time there this training camp than usual. Why? Why? Why does that work better for you? Uh, just going back to what I was saying before, just getting back to my strengths, and I feel that David is very good at keeping me on track with that and not getting distracted with 
new things all every day and trying to expand. It just keeps me in focus of what I'm trying to achieve uh, for that fight. And, you know, it was, uh, it worked out great. You know, so you see a picture from um, Vitor Belfort joining the gym and it's, it's such a large group of guys. Is it, is it easy to sort of get lost in the shuffle of training there full, full time at TriStar? Um, I don't really look at it like that. I mean, everybody's in there doing their own thing, working together, getting the work in. So it's great having a lot of new bodies in all the time um, with the, you know, world famous gym. People are always stopping in new bodies, and new styles. So it's always fun having a lot of new guys come in. And, and when you first started fighting, um, did you have this thought? And like, did you make peace with the idea that, you know, maybe your, your nose might not look the same after your career ended? Yeah, I don't really care. Uh, I'm not like I'm not in this to be a model or anything. You know, I'm a I'm a born and bred warrior, and that's that's my outlook on my life. You know, I don't really care how I look. I just I go there and just smash. Got it. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Your next question comes from the line of Susan Singari from Must Love MMA. Your line is live. Hey, greetings, everyone. Thanks for taking the time to speak with me today. Uh, this question is for Rory and Paul. Either one of you can start. Rory, what makes Paul such a dangerous fighter? And then the same question for Paul. Um, I think Paul is, a, is one of the best MMA strikers out there with some of the best power. And uh, that's something uh, anyone who goes up against him has to be careful of. He's... Uh, He's a hard-nosed guy. He wants to knock you out with every punch he throws, and he's also tough. You know, if you hurt him, he will. He'll keep coming. He won't just tap out and, and give up. So uh, that's something that I, I've mentally prepared for. This is going to be a hard fight, but I just think that Paul's uh, he's bitten off a little more than he could chew. Okay. And Paul, same question: uh, What makes Rory such a dangerous fighter? Uh, Rory's well-rounded, and that's about it. Um, I don't class him as a dangerous fighter. I don't fear him in any way. You know, I've, I've fought all the big, bad, tough, scary guys. Rory is, is nowhere uh, up there with those guys, you know. What makes Rory d- dangerous is, is just the fact that he is well-rounded, but sometimes that can also be a negative. So, uh and Rory's assessment of me is as I thought it would be. And that is why I know he's in for a shot on May 19th. Okay, good stuff. Rory, one other quick question. You know, the fans are very uh, excitable, I would say, in, uh, in uh, England. Do you still feel that that's going to put any pressure on you because you're fighting in his hometown? Not really. Um... I'm excited to be fighting over there in, in London. I think it's a cool opportunity for myself, uh, an adventure, and uh, I'm very excited about that. Uh, I'll fight anybody anywhere, so it's no big deal. All right, thank you. And one quick question for Scott. Is Scott still on the line? Yes, I'm here. Hi, Scott. How are you? You know, this week um, we've heard some fighters mention, such as Chuck Liddell and Matt Hughes, that they would consider coming out of retirement. 
which sounds pretty exciting to me and maybe some of the rest of the fans. Do you have any interest in signing them? Uh, we haven't. We have not talked to uh, okay. either athlete. Uh, so, um, you know, right now I'm really focused on this event coming up in, in okay. England. It's going to be an exciting, exciting week for us coming up with all the festivities and, and then the big fights uh, there at Wembley. And then, uh, you know, my focus really is on New York after that. So uh, we're very busy. It's a busy schedule. At some, at some point, I'm sure we'll talk, uh, and uh, you know, we'll just hear each other out and and see if uh, you know there's anything to be done. But uh, really, it hasn't it hasn't been on our radar yet. Okay. All right, good stuff. Thank you, gentlemen, and good luck on your fights. Your next question comes from the line of Bob Carson. Carson's Corner, your line is live. Hi, thank you. Uh, my first question is for Paul. Paul, uh, Rory is someone who can obviously fight both standing and on the ground. Are you at all wary of him potentially employing a wrestling-based game plan, perhaps with the goal of frustrating you? Uh, you know, Rory can do whatever he feels, or he can try to do whatever he feels is necessary to win the fight. Um, I, I am confident in fighting everywhere. Um, the, the assessment people make of me when it comes to the wrestling and the ground game is, is uh, it kind of works in my favour um, because because I think uh, I, I'm I don't know if I'm overlooked as far as my my strengths on the ground. And, and my record against guys that are strong on the ground, um, you know, it is what it is. He he will try and do what he has to do to survive, and I will do what I need to do to take him out. Um, I'm not worried about anything or, or what tactics he may try to employ. I'm there to fight. And your your last fight featured absolutely terrifying and amazing knockout win over the very tough Brennan Ward. I mean, you, you've had big wins in Bellator before, but with a large audience watching and such a spectacular finish, it felt like you know you you truly announced yourself as a top contender in that moment. In a career full of devastating knockouts and memorable moments, would you describe that as your signature, uh, signature performance thus far? It was a fantastic knockout, you know. Um, the, the crowd was amazing. It being on the Tito's retirement fight, you know, I, I felt the energy from the crowd uh, before and after the fight. Um, I have a similar knockout with exactly the same move, um, so it, it's not something that I didn't expect to happen. Um, but yeah, it, it, it was good because Brendan, as well as being a nice guy, is super tough. You know, he won the middleweight tournament. He, he's been in there with some tough guys. He fought well over in Japan at Rising. You know, he has knockout power. He's a, he's a collegiate-level uh, wrestler. You know, he's a tough kid. So uh, it was good to get a winner over uh, Brendan Ward. And Rory, you know, even though you had a couple losses towards the end of your UFC run, one of those was named Fight of the Night or Fight of the Year. And immediately beforehand, you had beaten the current champion, Tyron Woodley, fairly decisively. And on top of that, you, you defeated Damian Maya, who many people consider to be the top contender at 170. Do you feel that people, either fans, the UFC, or both, have somehow disregarded those huge wins? Uh, that's just the nature of the sport. Um, you're only as good as your last performance, and uh, people are easy to write off uh, fighters um, if, if they have a bad loss or a bad outing, you know, and they think that they're done or, you know, things like that. It's just a, a natural thing for critics to to say and think. So I never really put too much worry into that. 
obviously I feel like I have a lot more to prove in my career. And uh, May 19th will be the start of that. Thank you, both. I appreciate it. As a reminder, if you would like to ask a question, please press star, then one on your telephone keypad. Your next question comes from the line of Stephen Morocco from MMA Junkie. Your line is live. Hey, I wanted to piggyback on a previous question. I um, wanted to ask both uh, Paul and Rory, uh, what is your opinion uh, about a potential, about seeing either Chuck Liddell or Matt Hughes or both of them back in the octagon again? Uh, we'll start with Paul. Uh, well, yeah, Chuck, Chuck's a legendary fighter. Um, produced some, some highlight real knockouts. He's a great character for the sport of mixed martial arts. And Matt Hughes was a, a, a consistent, consistently dominant uh, champion, you know. So, uh, yeah, it'd be great to have two legends back in the sport. Um, in particular, Matt Hughes, you know, is in my division. It'd be great to, to uh, get in there and fight, fight against a legend. So, yeah, it'd be great to have them both back and uh, even better if they come to Bellator. I think uh, Bellator's done a fantastic job, you know, bringing in these legend, legendary fighters and putting them, matching them up against uh, each other. I think it's, it's good for those legendary fighters to come, come in and stay busy and do what they love without having to go up against the young and dangerous guys. Um, so uh, I like it. The fans like it. It, it really works. So uh, I would, uh, I would always like to see more, more of the old school guys co keep coming, coming back to Bellator for for good fights. All right. Thank you. Your next question comes from the line of Jay Anderson from Cage Side Press. Your line is live. Hey. Good afternoon from uh, Ontario, Canada. Um, first question. Uh, I guess either Scott or Rory. Um, obviously, doing the uh, big event in London in Paul Daly's backyard. Was there any talk originally of maybe having Rory fight up in Canada? Yeah, this is Scott. Uh, you know, we had uh, checked several venues uh, availabilities, and we are currently speaking to a couple of venues in Canada about uh, doing a big fight uh, there before the end of the year. So. Uh, you know, just hang tight. We'll be up there shortly, uh, and we'll come there uh, like we did in London. We'll come there with a big, big, big card, big matchups. That's uh, great to hear. And uh, one question for Rory. I know you mentioned uh, you took the time off. Uh, you'd originally, you know, after you broke the nose originally, you'd kept training, uh, rebroke it in training. Um, how long was it before that nose was really fully healed? And, you know, ha has it been touched in, in training since? Are you confident in it? Yeah, you know, I pretty much I I didn't spar all the way after training camp, and uh, and then I started once uh, you know I was a couple months away from the fight. Um, I started my re regular training, and uh, yeah, it's been tested uh, for the last two months, and it hasn't given me any problems, and I haven't been worrying about it. I'm very confident in it. Thanks very much. Our next question comes from the line of Mark Piopos from Wombat Sports. Your line is live. Um, thank you for taking my call. Uh, my first question is to Rory. Um, you're coming into this fight, um, coming off two five-round fights right now, and now you're coming into this fight, which is a three-rounder. Is that a little bit easier for you? 
in or, since you had the long layoff? And is there any kind of difference in your training uh, coming into a three-round fight versus a five-rounder? Yeah, it's a little different. It's it's a little more explosive training rather than a little more, uh, how can you say, a little bit uh, more cardiovascular. You know, you you got to train your body to last a little longer, and it's a different pace. So, uh, you know, I've I've been enjoying training for a three-round fight rather than the last. My last two have been at five, but uh, personally, I, I like the long fights just because it, you get to really see how the fight will play out because when you're talking to the best guys in the world, 15 minutes usually isn't enough. Are, are you thinking that that's why you're thinking that maybe it's a little bit more urgency and why you want to get the, uh, the finish this time around? Has that been a different focus for you in this training camp to, uh, to be more of a finisher than, than try to slug it out for, for, for a three hole rounds or five hole rounds? I think it's just I think it's fitting for my style to be a finisher. You know, I I I, I kind of strayed away from that, focusing on different aspects of martial arts for a few years. And uh, you know, I've gotten back to my my old self, where you know, at any moment I'm I'm looking to put the guy away. And uh, and for Paul, um, you know, Rory has not been finished in the past seven years. Um, you know, um, obviously that's something that, that would be marquee on, on terms of your, uh, you know, on your resume to be able to be one of the only, only two people who have finished uh, Rory McDonald. But um, is that something that, that, you know, you're kind of concentrating on? You know, he's going to be a tough, you know, it's going to be a tough out coming all three rounds. But, it, you know, obviously that's something, is that something that you're looking forward to? He hasn't been finished in the past seven years, did you say? Didn't, didn't, yeah. Didn't he quit against, didn't he quit against uh, Robbie Lawler? Pretty sure he quit that fight. No, he I think quit. to a decision, yeah. right? He quit. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that that's that's wrong. Um, he 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 quit the fight. He talked of being a warrior and all, all of this, but he quit in a fight due to broken nose or not. If you're a fighter, you do not quit. Um, I'm not worried about anything Rory has to bring. Um, I don't care in the statistics. He hasn't fought me, and that is it. You know. Uh, I fought guys who have never been knocked out. And uh, if you look at their records, I'm, I'm the guy that knocks them out. So it means nothing to me. I'm just there to fight. Roy, do you want to follow up on, on his comment about, you know, about you quitting in that fight? And, you know, um, do you want to, you know, kind of follow up on that and, and kind of explain your side? Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, I definitely was pushed to my breaking point in that fight. And, uh, you know, I, I definitely had to go down but uh, there was no way I was tapping out or telling the ref to to call the fight um I just at that point I was I was I was done on my feet and I had to take a knee and the ref stepped in but uh you know I think I think uh if he thinks I'm a I'm an easy I'm an easy to quit kind of fighter I think he's in for a rude awakening um, and finally, uh, finally for Scott, um, first of all, congratulations on fly, uh, on, uh, signing a bunch of, uh, female flyweights to the, uh, to your division. Um, do we have any kind of timeline at which, um, you know, are we going to see a tournament or are we going to, are you just going to wait for things to pan out in terms of the championship? Yes. Uh, right now, um, it's not, it hasn't been determined whether we would host a tournament or not, but, um, it's definitely something we're considering. Uh, in the meantime, we're going to start fighting, you know, uh, these ladies, uh, you know, often single elimination fights. 
and uh, started working, you know, them towards the title. So that's the game plan for right now. Um, and do can we expect any more signings within the next couple months? Of course, always. I mean, there's uh, there's new free agents popping up here and there, and uh, when they're able to speak to us, we're going to speak to them. And you know, I made it very clear that our goal is to sign every free agent that we want to keep, you know, to to come over to our roster, and uh, you know that uh, we're open for business. And I think last year. Uh, was a great year for us. I think this year will be another great year for us for, for free, free signing acquisitions. Okay, well, thanks a lot, Scott, and thanks a lot for taking my call, um, guys, and best of luck to you. Thank you. Great, thank you. With that, we're going to actually just have uh, Rory and Paul um, you know, close things up with, with some final closing statements if uh, you want to get us started, Rory. Um, I don't really got much to say. Uh... Um, I uh, had a great training camp. I'm feeling at my best, and I, I'm going to go out there to punish this guy and and make him look like he doesn't even belong in there with me. And uh, as, long, as well as every other fighter I come across, it's just going to be a different league when they step in there with me. Great. And Paul? Yeah, with that said, um, make sure everyone choose it, tunes in. May 19th, make sure you have your tickets um, and just, uh, yeah, prepare yourself for an entertaining main event. That's all I have to say. The rest of the talking I'll do in the cage May 19th, and Rory will see exactly what I'm on about. Great. With that, I want to thank all the media for joining us for the Bellator 179 conference call. Make sure to tune in next Friday, May 19th, from the SSE Arena, Wembley in London. Uh, we will see you next time.